Hello and welcome to Every Day with an Angel. I'm Natasha Venter. I'm a multi-life intuitive. I am a spiritual life coach, an animal communicator, a, someone who just sends out love and divine you know, communication here. So I always get my messages from the universe of love to give to you. And so with that, that's why my friend gave me the Every Day with an Angel podcast name, which I was grateful for because she says, it's like working with an angel when you're with me. So, you know, the, the team just kind of gave that. So with that, welcome everybody who's coming in and it's Regan Forston is here with me. He is a gift of, of amazingness and he's been here. Um, and we talked about it. You're going to still continue doing the third Wednesdays of the month. Hi, Soba. Welcome. And, you know, it, it's one of those things. Oh, and I hope your daughter is doing well. You know, it's been a couple of uh, weeks here in time frame of, of maybe a month. But, you know, um, I have Veronica. Um, I'm hoping and praying and I keep sending out healing energies towards her, even though we haven't communicated. So I just want you to know, Soba, that I've been I've been keeping you in in the back corner of, of my knowings and, and spreading love. But going back to here to Regan again. Hello, Regan. And, you know, it's we were just talking about it, how it seems like it's been a year or so since we saw each other last, but it's only been a month, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And we've gone through a lot of this well, dance and, and how... Amazing <laughs> with time. Like I say, it's... It seems like it could have been a year ago, but it seems like it could have been a, an hour ago. I mean, and um, th that's what we, we were talking about, too, about this thing about time. Um, I'm a Newton Institute therapist, so I, um, I help people get into a deep state of uh, relaxation or trance, and they go to heaven for a couple hours and come back. And um, when we're over there, we, we realize that there is no, that's when you experience no time and space, because... If, they're, if they visit a past life, we can say, hey, that it, maybe they come out when they come out and they're seeing where they're out in this past life, they might be an adult. But then we can say, hey, let's uh, let's go see what happened when you were a child. And then, then after that, we say, let's go see what happened when you were old. And it's just like it's just like everything's available at once. You know, all these things. So, um, like I say, maybe we're getting closer to that point as a species because the space is we've talked about before natasha seems to be getting thinner between us and the other mm -hmm. side you know so many people are realizing that they have psychic abilities and they're going to all these psychic schools that are around the country and developing their skills and um it just to even if it's just to be more aware of what's going on in their life and around them you know exactly um, and and that's why um you know i asked you what should we talk about and i love how you brought up the um, giving and receiving, you know, because a lot of us struggle with giving and receiving, but it, it, it even goes down to what we're just talking about, how time and the universe is giving and, and, and giving us something. And sometimes we're not receiving it. Right. Yeah. You know, like the AI, AI, you know, uh, artificial intelligence. Right. So are we going to receive that information? Or do we need to figure out how to give it to somebody else and not want to deal with it, right? And, you know, it, there is this stretch and pull of, of um, 
of the energies that are going on right now. And so much of us aren't willing to receive what the universe is really trying to give us. Yeah. You know, that, you know, we get caught up in the story of it instead of, oh, and that's the thing is, is that, you know, going through perspectives and perceptions and all the different things that we go through, um, I'm including both those languages in because I never know <laughs> exactly which one is which, right? That, um, that, that, you know, we it, it is about looking into the bigger picture here. And that's what ne this next year is going to be about is looking into the bigger picture. You yeah. know, we can't go with what's face value anymore. We can't. I know. Yeah. This this year, I think of all the years is going to be one of the most interesting, especially because, you know, uh, politically, uh, you know, there's politics. People say, well, I don't have to do with politics. Well, what's happening politically is kind of setting the stage for everything we're experiencing in the, uh, you know, because everybody's so uh, or so, so much of the population is fused to it, you know, mm -hmm. and so it's changing the way we look at things, the way we react to each other. Um, and like you say, um, because of artificial intelligence now, it's like we're going to have to be very, some people who haven't learned to discern are going to be a real mess because they're going to just take at face value a lot of these things that are just made up that aren't true. And yep. so I think we really have to have some sort of spiritual base to be able to discern this stuff, to tell what's right, you know, what's truth and what's not truth, you know. Exactly. And, and you know, we're all in this minute of life that, you know, but, you know, and that's the thing is, is that we don't have to receive everything that is given to us, right? We can, like you say, use the word discernment. And I'm noticing that I'm even having discern, you know, I've used discernment through many of my practice, you know, doing my spiritual work many, many, many years. So I've practiced the stretch and pull of, of discernment for a long time, even just what my body wants to eat and what it doesn't want to eat. Right. And that's even shifting up something that I've been eating all along. I broke out in a hives, you know, just on Sunday night because I ate something that I normally have been eating. Right. Mm -hmm. But my body said that it didn't discern it very well. And so it didn't want to receive it. Right. But it, it's that, but I can give it kindness by shifting up my diet, coming back to neutrality, you know, like celery and peanut butter right now is <laughs> sounding so good again, even though I did it three or four years ago. Right. Yeah. Because it's getting back into, so I'm giving my body something. So giving and receiving isn't just about ever their people. It's about our whole system of life and, and how do we discern our way through it? And I'm noticing that there's conversations I'm having with someone that I'm actually discerning stepping back, right? Because they're having to figure out their story where I'm having to discern forward, like in my, my shows. Cause if people have noticed that in my shows and stuff, I'm channeling more, I'm, I'm getting out there more. I'm saying truths, yeah. I'm not discerning back. I'm discerning out. And so I'm, I'm giving more, but I'm also receiving more because I'm stepping back in other places in my life. And so with that, it, it, it's time to really stretch and pull our concepts here. And really, you know, if you, the word discernment is going to be huge for this next year. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. 
in many facets of time. I, go ahead. It's going to be hard to stay. Well, it's almost hard to stay neutral, but I know that's where, especially in this political thing, just to stay in the middle line a little bit because both sides are going back and forth with each other. And because of our own belief system, we can, we can kind of go down the rabbit hole a little bit by being too attached to one side or the other. Um, what I found out from the other side, because some of my clients that go to the afterlife and back, um, they want to know answers like, okay, what about Trump? What about blah, 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 stuff like this. And, um, uh, and they feel helpless to do anything, you know, and mm -hmm. what they say on the other side is you're not helpless. He says what you, what they, they've been telling people to do is just in your behavior and the way you react in the world, as you wake up in the day, just concentrate on putting more pluses on your, on your side instead of negatives during the day, you know, in other words, just step it up as far as love and kindness and compassion to the people around you. But that energy is what helps change and helps everything. You know, it's like our, if, if we're all angry and we're, you know, we're, um, you know, cursing one side or the other or getting all crazy, that adds to this negative soup in a sense mm -hmm. that part of, you know, so. And, if, and this next year is going to be huge. Yeah. So we did. We um, if you think it, yes. you may receive it. Right. If you're speaking it, you may find that. Oh, so if you're speaking more in alignment, enlightenment, um, blessing, you know, you're like, oh, this was a really struggling time right now, but I'm really asking for help in how I'm going to negotiate this. Right. So it's like, you know, say what you need to say, but then bring it forward. And, and, but if we're always sitting in here going, well, my life is and I'm not having a good day and what it is. And like, I'm having these, this conversation with this one person that I know, um, he's younger, and it keeps, but they're doing, no, they're not. What are you doing about you? Yeah. What are you doing about you? You are responsible for you, right? But then it's hard to discern that. And that's that receiving and giving thing, right? It's like, well, you can give, you know, the ripple effect of, of negativity through the room, or you can sit back and go, you know what? I'm going to try to be a little bit more kinder about something. Yeah. And, you know, I, I work in an elementary school, and so there's great stretching poles about how to negotiate this, right? And like I was telling someone who um, has, uh, their brother got really upset because they didn't get their way, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's, I just felt so bad for my mom because she was at the blunt of it. I said, well, you know, this is one thing that I can do, you know, if you want is, you know, send your brother love, you know, and just say, I hope that your day is good and, and understanding, but then boundaries by saying, no, you can't use what you want to use. And no, I'm not going to give you my thing. Right. Yeah. So having that, you, you don't have to give everything that you have. Right. Yeah. And there's that discernment word. And you know, it's like there's this other student that's a, it's a hot mess because their life has been a hot mess, right? And he it's so disruptive in the school, so disruptive in the in the home in in the in the classroom. But I'm having conversations with their classmates about how 
we can have compassion for him, but then boundaries. Like if you're, don't, you know, I'm gonna walk away when you're telling me this, right? Cause he's a bully, right? I'm walking away. So you're not gonna receive what he wants, what he wants to give you because you're walking away. Yeah. But you can hold space of kindness and, and respect for that person. Yeah, and that's the technique of, um, like I try to help my clients in my regular therapy practice is that when someone's coming at you with all this vitriol, awful stuff, uh, if you don't fuse to it at all, then their stuff just evaporates. There's no, there's nothing more to stick to. Um, and um, one of my clients, um, I taught her how to do the, the tapping to mm -hmm. help her um, emotions. Um, because every time her husband would, or most of the time when her husband would come to trade off the kids for the weekend, um, he, he would always try to say something negative, even around the kids to her. And they would end up getting in a shouting argument and it was just damaging the kids, you know, because mm -hmm. in the front porch, even the neighbors hearing and that. So when I taught her how to tap, um, she um, she knew he was coming in a few minutes. So she went and closed the door in the bathroom. She'd be by herself and she did the tapping, you know, kind of saying, like, even though that SOB is going to try to, you know, try Trigger to me. And I, and I and sometimes I hate his guts. I love and accept myself and I'm just not going to fuse to it. But I don't know. Oh, I could get so mad. But you know what? I'm perfectly imperfect. You know, I, something like that, you know. And so I'm just not going to fuse with it. So she she texted me afterwards. She says it was like a miracle. Said he he started bringing up some stuff and the kids are starting to tighten up like this. And I'm just just standing there looking at him calm. And then he just kind of went, OK, I'm getting I'm leaving, you know, and they didn't even have a fight. And she said it felt so good. And that was because she prepared herself. She put herself in the right frame of mind that she was going to not fuse to it. And, and it really showed her that that's where you have the power, you know, is by not uh, not fusing to what somebody else says. It's like in the book of the four agreements, you know, mm -hmm. when somebody criticizes you or somebody compliments you, they're coming from their own awareness, their own state of consciousness has nothing to do with really who you are in any way, shape or form. So you just kind of let those things go by and, and then, you know, you don't fuse uh, um, to any of those situations, you know, mm -hmm. so. And and that's one thing that I was, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm actually working on my small addiction to my phone and flipping around and different things and that kind of stuff. But there again, I'm asking for divine healing on this. <laughs> that, you know, I was watching this little meme that was going through video and he was, he was a scientist and he says, you know what one of the truest frequencies is? And they said that they put um, the, the Faraday's box, you know, where you don't get any frequencies out there. You know, everything is blocked off. So all oh. the only frequencies are in the the people that are in this air, in this room. Right. That, that's pretty neat. Yeah. And, and what he said was, is that they could read the frequencies since um, all the other frequencies were out read the frequencies of the people. And he says, do you know what the greatest frequency was? What? Well, I'm guessing love or something. It's something even greater than love. Why? Authenticness. Oh. Authenticness. In other words, when you're, when you're speaking uh, truth. <laughs> when you're speaking the truth. Yes. Honest uh, honesty. 
that that frequency is the strongest frequency. So if you think about when people want to give and receive, you can tell when someone isn't authentic and it's hard to receive it, right? We can intuitively know sometimes, can't we? Yeah, exactly. Or when somebody is is wanting to receive something and, and you know that they're not authentic about it, right? Yeah. And, you know, it, it's that story of what we're, where we're at and where we're going in this world. And tomorrow's tonight slash tomorrow is this, this, um, the um, solstice, right? It's so, so is it tomorrow that's the shortest day of the year? The it's the the so the solstices are the day that it's equally twelve and twelve. Today is the longest day, or the at the longest night and the shortest day. Yeah. Okay. Today. Okay. Okay. So solstices are that, but what it is actually is the and these are you're gonna people are gonna notice that the solstices and the equinoxes are gonna be like um, a time when we can push the reset button. It's, it's the true new years. So we're going to have four new years next year where we can reset the button. We can reset our knowings. We can reset our understandings. And I've been feeling this, that I couldn't, couldn't make really decisions after the spring equinox, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. I had to get through this spring equinox. And then, and then I knew that there would be another clunk at the summer, right? And then uh, and then the fall and then the, the winter or it depends on what hemisphere you're on, right? It depends if on if it's summer or spring, right? Yeah. If somebody or, was willing to make changes in their life, uh, tomorrow would be a better day to do it than today? No, it's a whole energy. But it's it's setting up the intention of, you know, because we're in Mercury and retrograde right now, Right. We've had a new moon at the or uh, a new moon at the beginning of it. So creating the new re's, the rethink, the renew, the redos, the re-understandings. Right, that was at the beginning here, and we're halfway through Mercury in retrograde right now, which is about getting into our story, the re-knowings, the re-understandings, the re-looking at things, and then we're going to go into a, a full moon at the end of it, and then. January 1st is the end of Mercury in retrograde. Oh. So we have a we have a, a new moon, the solstice to create a new doorway. It's almost like going through a door, right? So what do we want to let go of the new of, of the old doorway? What do we want to bring in for the new doorway? Right? Now it's not always that on the first of January. It just happens that it's happening now. It's just it's just the the synchronicity of how things are happening. And then we have the full moon at the end. So make sure what we want to bring, get, you know, to relieve of our re's, re-understanding of our life, re-knowing of our son. Is, is our childhood still going to control our, our adulthood, right? Our childhood emotions, are they going to still still create patterns and in, are in, going to still do our life as we're coming into the new year, right? So that rethinking, who's in charge? Who is what's going on? So there again, are we going to receive what the universe is trying to show us, trying to wake us up? Like for me, what I'm getting is, is that me, my body breaking in and out in hives, I'm noticing the processed foods aren't aligning with my body anymore. <sighs> the processed foods, 
they're not in authenticness, right? They're not in integrity. So my body isn't wanting to receive it. Yeah. So how can I do that? By giving my body more of a conscious choice when I'm making my food, when I'm eating my food. What am I getting that I want to get the quick fix? Yeah. Right? The quick fix. Um, and so we're with that. So giving and receiving isn't necessarily just about presents at, at the holidays or birthdays or celebrations, right? Mm -hmm. And how do we receive that and how we get? Yes, it's as simple. It's, it's, it's very that way. But the universe is saying we got to stretch and pull. What are we willing to give to ourselves and to others in authenticness? And what are we willing to receive from the universe and the people around us? And discerning, should we receive it or should we not? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, actually all day long we're giving or receiving and everything we do. Um, <clears throat> usually when we think of giving and receiving, we think of uh, gifts, presents, you know, to others, which is because of Christmas coming up. Well, before I forget, I got my pen out here. You said it was called something's box where they block The Ferrites box? Ferrisy? How do you spell that? I think it's Ferrites. Ferrity. Yeah, okay. I think it's Ferrites or therapy. No, it's fair with an F. Okay, F-A-R, Ferrity. Yeah, just go for it. <laughs> Check that out. That's That's pretty cool. How they're able to um, to measure that. Well, now, because most people right now, or a lot of people are out there uh, shopping right now this week, you know, for everybody, and they're thinking about um, uh, what they want to give to people. Um, mm -hmm. Curious, and the people listening right now to chime in, is it easier for them to give or is it easier for them to receive? I know me, it's easier to give, you know. Mm -hmm. In other words, I feel a little uncomfortable receiving sometimes. Uh, but that's not just gifts at Christmas time. That's when somebody wants to do something for me. You know, I always have that tendency like, oh, no, you don't need to help. I can do it, you know, um, instead of kind, just, kind of like um, kind of like, um, you know, I'll buy dinner. Oh, no, you don't have to. Let me buy dinner. Yeah. That yeah. Dan. I'm so um, better at receiving. I'm getting exactly. better. And it feels good because I know. Okay, Regan. So, oh. <laughs> yeah, so um, saying this out loud for those that are going to be on the podcast later. So Soba says, Regan, the story you shared about the woman and her children, the tapping technique, is she your client? I heard the same story exactly in YouTube from another EFT expert. Yeah. Well, this I mean, thing. And then she says, I'm confused. Um, no, that's my client. You know, she's a. Uh... Uh, CSI. She works for CSI down in Southern California. So she's around crime scenes and everything all the time. I helped her with the tapping to get rid of her fear of roaches because she had a, um, it was a crazy thing. Like if she'd see a roach, you know, it would send her into a panic attack and, you know, she couldn't even stay in her house and everything. So it was just over that way. So once that was done and I taught her how to tap herself, the other, the one issue she used it for, because you can use tapping on any emotional issue you have. And it works, it works, it works, it works. You know, seen it happen hundreds of times with, especially with my clients with uh, PTSD, you know, that it, it rapidly um, uh, balances the dis, 
combobulated energy that's in your body. And once that energy is that way, a person's fear or phobia or their PTSD diminishes, you know, way, way down or even disappears. Even the client I had that I've talked to on the show before, whose son came in the middle of the night and shot him in the head. Um, the bullet went in his ear and came out down here. She has a big scar here. And um, he was at a, on a scale of one to 10, he was a 23 as far as how that, you know, he was like this when he had to think about that because he loved his son. And his son died a couple of weeks later of a drug overdose. So the son who he loved and he was trying to keep from getting in gangs, who just had a father-son blowout and the son tried to kill him. Uh, he went from a 23, uh, within three sessions, he was at a zero, you know, mm -hmm. and, and three months later, he came back still zero. So it's, uh, if you're thinking about EFT, so SOBA, right? Did I say that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, check it out because uh, you can learn it in about um, 10, 15 minutes. There's ways of finessing it, making it, getting the most out of it. But generally, when you tap on these different parts uh, of your body, it opens up and it, it kind of clears all of your gateways in there for energy in your body. And it will just, you know, calm you. Even Harvard did a study on EFT and they, if you could, you can find it on, I found it the other day because I've been looking for it a long time. There it was. And they said, when people tap, what we've proven, there's a beneficial physiological effect on the human body. Um, that's amazing. You know, where their stress level goes way, way down and, you know, works for a lot of things. Uh, also, I have a book, um, Phobia is Gone in One Hour. You can find it on Amazon. It's pretty cheap on there. And uh, it teaches the technique and how, you know, for fears and phobias, you can get rid of them in an hour uh, most of the time uh, doing the tapping. And there's 500 phobias in there uh, that are listed that are blow your mind <laughs> things. I mean, there's people that, that go into panic attack if they have to look up. You know, if they look up at the sky, they'll go into panic attack. Mm -hmm. and one of my clients had the phobia of ketchup, <laughs> you know, where he couldn't be around ketchup or he'd go into freaking out and all this crazy stuff that our, that our minds do. You know, we're, we're, us humans, we think we're stronger than we are, but we, we can be brought to our knees very easily by so many things, you know. Yeah, we, we really can. And and to to clarify a little bit more so, but that, you know, there's so many of these things that are coming across. Like I heard somebody talking about the ginseng healing technique. And that's the technique that I do where you hold your fingers, right? And there he was talking about how that helps. But, you know, we have to remember that we are not the only one living stories. There's many of us that are living the same story. Yeah. How many women, how many men have been divorced from somebody who is a little bit, and that's the reason why we divorced, divorced them, right? Because they were a little, you know, not to name it left or right, you know, just like I don't like naming the word, you know, the, the name of Kay because there's so many nice people named Karen out there. And right. so I just say the one who not should be named, you know? <laughs> Sorry for that, you know, <laughs> you know because yeah. I want to add healing into this energy, right? And so with that, that if you did hear somebody who's talking about tapping and they had a lot of the same scenario, I'm going to say stories are repeating. Stories are repeating because we as a universe are not learning from our scenarios. And so we're going to ha keep having these scenarios where someone is going to be talking about something 
and then they're going to hear it someplace else. And it's not because it's not authentic or if it's, but, but we're, we're having the point where sometimes we don't hear it the first time, but where we would might hear it the second time. And we may have to even wait till the third or fourth time to hear it. And so that's why the universe circles back around because we don't receive the message the first time on how things can help us. We go through it just like you saw, but going through all the stress with your daughter and stuff. You know, tapping would probably help you when you're thinking of the angst around all that stress that you went into making that decision. And so, you know, when we're going into this, that there's a reason why things circle back around for us so that we can receive the messages of the universe and and how to negotiate that balance. And we're all in the midst of finding this new ideas out of how to help us get through it. And so if we can start receiving the messages, just like today, it's 30 some degrees out and here a ladybug lands on a on a kid's hand, right? What lands on a kid's hand? A ladybug. Oh, wow. Wow. In wintertime. So there's something that we could receive. I, now I couldn't give him the message of what the the ladybug, but he and himself was amazed that a ladybug landed on him, right? Mm-hmm. So that miracle, I'm going to call it, was something that he received. Now, was I supposed to discern and just say, blah, 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 this is what the ladybug means and da, 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 da. No. But what I did was I, since he was going in the lunchroom, I was able to take the ladybug so he wouldn't get stepped on and take him to a place where he was safe, where he can go find a harm, high place to hibernate, right? But I thanked him. Thank you for the message for that young one. Thank you for what you did. Thank you for everything. Thank you for the message for me now because I'm holding you. Yeah. So there was a double thing that was happening. And so, you know, the universe of love that we're talking about, our guides, our spirits are going to be really talking to us about how can we receive the guidance, the guidance of the universe. And that may mean that, you know, having a, an awkward conversation with someone during the holiday season, right? Having an awkward conversation. Then you walk in out of the room going, that was awkward. I don't want to do that again. And then you turn around and you go, you know what? Every year we have this conversation and I was wondering, can we not have it anymore? Yeah. Yeah. Because we received the message differently this year, right? Yeah. I, and there's a, a client I had this week, and I was so proud of her because uh, with four people that she had that were abusers in her life, um, she was able to, when we, well, on the other side, she was able to talk to those, the higher selves of those abusers, the parts of them that's in heaven. And um, they she made contracts with them to just stop it, you know. In other words, in this lifetime, it's, it's not going any further because if she responded to the abuse by by uh, going back at them with the same amount of stuff. It's it, like it is another lifetime. She's going to be the abuser, you know, and then it just this back and forth and back and forth. And she decided and talked to him and said, let's just stop it here. We don't want to just keep, keep on doing this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, well, Christmas time, you know, uh, I'm glad we concentrate on the positive Christmas time, but uh, conversely, it's for, for a lot of people, it's the worst time of the year because oh, it's, Hard. hard because they're getting together where they know they're supposed to be loving and kind and giving and, <laughs> and it's quite the opposite <laughs> quite the opposite because of um 
you know, everything, there's so many things get triggered, you know, that they have that go back to bad memories and everything. But I think it's about because of the degree of intimacy that is supposed to be. In other words, at Christmas time, we were just supposed to be, have our hearts open. And, and a lot of times when they've been shut all year round, and then you, you try to go to open them um, up or you feel that way, it's just very hard for people, you know, because that's when they're most emotional. But it also leaves the, if you can be brave enough, it opens up the possibility of a lot of healing that can happen mm-hmm. because everybody's hearts are kind of open. So if you get good people and they want to, hey, let's, let's let bygones be bygones. I'm sorry for that thing I did earlier this year or something. So much healing can happen too, mm-hmm. you know, that way. Um, so um, one thing that I'm going to enjoy this year is uh, I was at Carrie's. She's a, an old girlfriend of mine, and I stay with her and her boyfriend when they're when I do sessions in L.A. Did two beautiful life between life sessions at their house, and um, I Larry uh, is real dysfunctional when it comes to um, uh, having to, to. It's just her storage was so big, so much stuff he just couldn't deal with it, and he's wanting her to downsize because it's costing him so much a month for the storage, you know. So um, he went with me, and then we spent two days. Been two whole days just trying to go through it. But what's nice about it is, is we're going through it. But Carrie, because she knows I have the, my four daughters, and then I have, uh, you know, three granddaughters in college right now. Even mm-hmm. she's going, hey, this would be a good gift for so and so. And that I had, I had a, a three huge boxes full. I just put everything out in the garage so I can see what's there. And she has about twelve. They're like brand new, beautiful like winter coats all different kinds wow. one of them one of them is just oh, it's probably a 200 coat you know and would fit one of my daughters you know and then about 30 dresses and they're all like uh half of them haven't even been worn you know so we're going to call it a carry christmas <laughs> <laughs> she did that about when she downsized about four years ago and Ooh. at that time we had about a hundred a hundred dresses that she had that she gave and and my daughters and every we, they pick numbers so they can see who goes first, second, third, fourth, and it was um, just a great thing. So, you know, I, I, what I'm saying, trying to say is that here's this storage which was a big mess, which was kind of a negative thing, and um, there was so much learning going on. Like Carrie was learning. I guess this is a beautiful new purse. I've never used it. Probably like, okay, I'll give it away. She had to do so much about giving. You know, there's four brand new. They're size eight. I think some of my kids have shoes, never worn, you know, in the box still, beautiful, expensive shoes, you know, stuff like this. And she was like, oh, I don't want to let go. But she did, you know. And that's that's the thing. Sometimes it's easier. Like I have a friend down in California that I love so dearly. And sometimes when she knows that it's easier to give it to me because either I'll use it or I'll give it to someone who that I take it. Yeah. You know, because I know that that it's that exchange of of giving, you know, and I'm receiving, but then I may not always keep everything, but I know that I can release it into another yeah. scenario that would be appreciated, so embraced, right? To let go was the fact that she's giving, you know, and mm-hmm. it feel good because she knows my daughters, and they they really uh, like her a lot, and so her, you know, in other words, letting go giving it to someone who she knows that will appreciate it. Um, it's, uh, you know, a form of, uh, of giving. And now my, my 
my uh, daughters and my grandkids um, get to re have the joy of receiving mm -hmm. you know, that way. If they so choose. Yeah, if they so choose, right. I, yeah. I mean, it's like, yes, I can see that with them. But, you know, it's like, that's the thing is, is that, you know, it's not that we got to be careful about giving, you know, give. But we have to remember that how people receive it isn't always how we want to have it given. To yeah. Them. Well, that's true. Because I know a lot of times someone will bring over like a house gift from a party or something. And, you know, it just ends up sitting in the garage forever, you know, but it was it was the thought, you know, we know they had good intentions. Mm -hmm. uh, that way. Uh, and I remember getting hurt one time when I was uh, 10 or 11 years old uh, at a carnival. I uh, outsmarted the uh, carny and won this big, huge stuffed doll. I mean, I was a stuffed dog. It was about, I don't know, three foot high or something. And I just felt like giving something to my Aunt Dorothy. So I just won that and we were going down there for holiday or something. And I gave it to my Aunt Dorothy, you know, and I just felt so good about, you know, I mean, I'm not thinking at that age, like a big stuffed animal is not that real exciting for an adult to get, you mm -hmm. know, but for me, it was, I thought, wow. And she was real sweet and all that. And when I went back to the next time, I was kind of looking for it uh -huh. like, wow, where'd she put it or something? She says, oh, I gave that away to so-and-so. And I remember getting, my feelings got so hurt because she had taken that gift I'd given her and she just gave it to somebody, you know? So I kind of went, oh, you know, um, that's something. So I say when children come home from school and they've made you uh, something, I made this for you, mommy. You know, mm -hmm. I think it's really important to really accept that with love and put it on the refrigerator or something just to show the child that, you know, you really appreciated that. Um, too many times the parents go, oh, you know, the child gives them this gift and they just, in a sense, OK, and they set it aside. They don't there's no energy to and the kid your child feels rejected or feels like because here they are trying to give you a love gift and you don't accept it well you know mm -hmm. so i think there's an art too of accepting gifts that as you're looking at it you're going well i don't like that but you know being gracious and accept it because um you know you don't want to step on somebody's attempt to do something nice for you you know exactly <laughs> it um it, it's one of those things that um it it's amazing when we're going forward about how can we do that. But then, you know, but then that's where your, your aunt, maybe I see how hurt you are, but I saw this so-and-so who would really, really, really appreciate it. And it was bigger for them to have it than me to keep it. Yeah. And if I'd have known that, that would have, uh, that wouldn't have hurt me so bad, I think. But, yeah. but we always do, we can't always do better at the moment. There's times where it's like we say things and, and, um, and you know, it, it's, it's a knowing, right. And how do we do this? But, you know, that, and then that's where maybe sometime later you're kind of questioning, should I give this gift? Right. Because of those little glitches, well, but, and I call them glitches, you know, cause it's like glitches in the matrix system. You know? No, it was a good lesson for me to learn in this life though, you know, about giving and and about how how the reality of giving is and the reality of receiving and seeing the whole thing, how it doesn't always work out the way that you thought it would. Uh, that's why I, I uh, especially with like Patty, I pretty much stopped, you know, buying her clothes because she has a certain 
you know, the stuff she buys, she's dynamite all the time. Just like, wow. And my sense of style is nowhere is near <laughs> her. So, you know, if I buy something, it's, it's, you know, I have to buy some kind of generic or something in order for it to fit her style, you know. Yeah, but that's where you say, hey, you know, I noticed that I want to give you something. Let's go. And I would love to enjoy shopping with you. Well, I give her gift cards now to the stores I know she likes. And then I'll go with her and I'll see what she buys. And it works out perfect. So Soma says, um, you're supposed um you are you are supposed to give that stuffed toy to yourself, I guess. Um, um I like to gift myself. You know, and that's the thing about life is, is that we do need to put ourselves on the list. Thank you, Soba, for that. Yeah. We do need to put ourselves on the list. We need to, and I'm saying need. I don't like to use that word need that often, but, you know, it, it's that what are we supposed to do with it? And so many of us are, are givers, you know, caregivers, givers, 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 givers. But we have a hard time giving to ourselves. You know, it's like I was in a store with a mother of five and, and you know, it's like she got something for the kids. And then I looked at her. And I said, did you get something for you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I get that. I get something about every six months for myself. Yeah. Brush ourselves under the rug. And I'm not saying that we need to, it, it's finding balance, right? It's finding that balance that, you know, we don't need to give the kids something every time and we don't need to give ourselves something all the time, but we need to put each other on the list and, and the story of where we're at. And, you know, and that's that whole balance of giving and receiving, right? Mm -hmm. Giving and receiving. That's a good point. You know, cause a lot of times we feel guilty uh, buying ourselves something or, um, I know I'm getting a little bit better at like, yeah, see, I'm growing a beard this week because when I was down uh, Southern California or I was in my, you know, my sprinter van that you helped me find, which has been awesome. Uh, and um, so it was a little harder to, you know, to, to shave. So I just kind of let it grow a little bit. And I think I'll, I don't know, probably shave it tonight or something. I don't know. But I kind of like that little bit of, of a little bit of uh a little bit of uh, gruff, as you want to call it. Um, Sometimes, you know, I think, it, of course, I'm thinking I look more like the therapist now, you know, like, oh, <laughs> therapist because he's got a beard like Freud or something, you know. <laughs> no, but you're very, I get, you know, it's like being with you. It's hard to believe, you know, that you're what, 70 something? 73. Yeah. Been yeah. thinking a lot about, well, it, it's, yeah. And it's funny, it's taken me like um, to get to finally to get a good razor. You know, I, that's what made me think about the beer. That was the connection. Um, there's uh, usually I'll buy the most affordable one, you know. And then when I was at someone's house and it says, here, just you can use this one of mine. It's an older one, but it's a real good one. And I used it and I went, oh, my God, this is like this is smooth. This is nice. And I'm really mine is like pulling the hairs. That's ow, 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 you know. And so now I'm just um, kind of already decided that for myself for Christmas this year, I'm going to buy a, a real expensive, really well-reviewed razor, you know, because you do that every day. And I thought, okay, I'm spending an extra 50 bucks, but every time I use it, I'm going to go, wow, that was a well-spent $50, you know, mm -hmm. just thinking, feeling guilty, you know, that I shouldn't spend that much money on myself or something, you know, 
But so, then you're, you're, you know, like when I was down there, you were taking me out to dinner all, you know, a lot, you know, food a lot. And it yeah. was like, I was so great. It was so gracious, but we got to put ourselves on the list. And like I was at the, at um, Walgreens the other day and to name a name and I shouldn't have, but you know, it's a thing that, um, you know, and this woman was taking back makeup because she didn't like it, you know? And it's like, you know, I just got to, she says, I just got to spend the extra little bit money on the one I like. And I go, yeah. sometimes we're worth it. Yeah. And you sometimes just, we are worth it to spend that little bit more on ourselves, yeah. even if it is. And I said, and it could be more than just every six months too. Yeah. And um, you just reminded me uh, for Patty, I want to, uh, I want to get her a gift certificate for, I think it's called Mac Max. It's supposed to be really high end makeup and stuff. I think it's Max. They have it at Macy's and stuff. Um, and because I, I did that a few years ago and she just loved it because she's real particular on the makeup that she gets. You know, she mm -hmm. gets and really good stuff, you know. So well, and that's the thing is, is that like I was having a conversation with someone and I take vitamins and stuff like that. And, and I, I was, um, you know, um, somebody was telling me, why are you taking so many vitamins? You should be able to get this in your food. And I go, you know, you know. And he, he was kind of saying something. I said, well, you know what? I cut my own hair. I don't go to do the um, beauty supply. I don't go to get my nails and, and my tone, toes done. I go to the chiropractor every three months or every three weeks. And I get vitamins and I try to eat better food. Even if it's a placebo effect, it's working and I'm feeling better and I deserve it. Yeah. I deserve to feel better. This is my path and I deserve to feel better, right? And so with that, I mean, I got the luxury. I, I used to cut hair, so it's easy for me to cut my hair, right? And, yeah. you know, and do the little things that I like to do. But at the same time, though, you know, we have to figure out the discernment of what is valuable. What is valuable? I mean, is, is let's say, going to someone who cuts your hair worth a thousand dollars a haircut or can you go to someplace else get the, just the same kind of haircut for maybe two hundred dollars you know yeah. we have to we have to receive and give what fits right with our budget because that's also a form of giving is is honoring our budgets right and and that stretch and pull and this next year i'm going to tell you this next year is a year that how we treat ourselves is going to make a difference because it's going to be what, what is it that we're going to want? And it's going to need to be more in balance. And it's, it's that, um, it's the structure of, of what we're, we're doing because we're going into this new year where time is changing. Like we were talking about earlier, time is changing. Um, you know, the world is changing, you know, AI is taking not over, but it's, it's going to be interactive and we're going to have to decide what do we want to give over, you know, to, to be able to negotiate the world we're in, right? How are we going to find the balance? And, and I've been seeing this coming and I'm, I'm going to do a show next, um, 
next Wednesday at four o'clock Pacific time. And I'm going to talk about this new energy coming in that I've been feeling for so long, but I couldn't really say anything until we're here because it, it's the, it's been the buildup of what we're doing. It's the buildup of what we're being. And like I've been hearing over and over again, breadcrumbs, look at the breadcrumbs, be with the breadcrumbs. What are the breadcrumbs that the universe is trying to give you? Receive the message that they're trying to show you the little breadcrumbs. You know, if, for an example with me, a breadcrumb is, is that something I've been eating, eating has not been feeling quite right. I didn't know what it was. And so I was trying to discern between the two. Well, then I ate something and it blew up on me too. So I was starting to get the breadcrumbs that something wasn't feeling quite right mm -hmm. when I ate. And now I have to discern out what is it. So the breadcrumbs was, it's time for me to eat a little different. So this new energy that's coming in, you're saying this is, is a good energy coming for us to shift or to change? And it's so a blessed energy, but anything that has anything about change also has something that we need to negotiate the shadows. Yeah. Well, like for me, I'm not going to be able to eat the processed foods that I used to be able to eat. Yeah. There again is <laughs> grief, right? Yeah. Well, and, and I, I think that's a spiritual principle that anytime there's a new, uh, we're going to a new level of awareness or, you know, say stepping up the energy, uh, the things of that old energy anymore, um, it can't be in this new energy, you know? So I've had that happen with uh, the spiritual initiations. Like when I was in um, Ekankar, still am, I guess, for almost 50 years. Um, uh, when inwardly, like in the dream state or something, there would be a teacher or a master there uh, that would be given to some sort of test to pass to, to show that we're ready for a new, accepting a new state of awareness. And then when I would pass that in the inner, on, like in the dream state or, uh, some sort of altered state, like in meditation or um, meditation, um, then I would I would go, oh, I just passed that test. And it was so weird because then uh, a week or two later in my mailbox from the Ekankar office would be a slip saying, you're ready for your next initiation in the physical. Mm -hmm. So that always made that real to me is that I would have that confirmation on the other side. I would have the test, pass it, realize I did that. And then somehow the office... It, or the universe figured out it was time for that. But what happened to so many of us when we'd have that next initiation, our lives would kind of fall apart for a while. <laughs> yes. Sometimes drastically where we, you do, you lose relationships, jobs, um, you know, possession. I mean, it was just crazy, but we got to know after a while that, okay, it's a good thing. You know, in other words, all that stuff that doesn't, doesn't fit anymore. I, I liken it to, um, like spirituality being uh, like a 10 story building and you start off at the bottom in the mail room, you know, and then, Oh, you've learned enough things. So now you can go to the second floor and the third floor. So um, sometimes like say on the fifth floor, you get really complacent you love everybody there. You're having a good time. And then here comes a slip on your desk saying tomorrow morning, you're supposed to uh, uh, come up to the sixth floor. So, you know, so you're excited, but yet you look around, and you go, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to see these people anymore. Maybe a little bit at lunchtime or something, but I'm going to lose all this. So you're in the elevator the next day and you go up and you can't get off at the fifth floor anymore. You know, you can't even say hi to anybody. You go to the sixth floor and you walk in and it's just everything is new and fresh and clean. And 
a higher vibration and you're excited and everything, but it's kind of hard to get used to that for a while, you know, and then you, you kind of sorry for a while, like you miss everybody down there and, and stuff, but there's something in you that knows that you need to be on this sixth floor right now that you've earned it. And this is the way it is, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at the way the world is right now with all the politics and everything. And it's like for us to reach this new age, which is everybody seems to say is coming in, uh, all the old ways have to break up. And even like with Trump, with all of his dysfunction and everything there, he's mirroring to us all of our dysfunctions. You know, he's not the only one that's dysfunctional. We're all seeing now it's kind of, you know, he's kind of forcing us to kind of look at ourselves, like how we are with our prejudices, how we are with uh, our, our honesty, our integrity and all that sort of thing. And it's forcing us to, are we ready to go to the next level by becoming more honest and more have more integrity and everything? Or are we going to stay in this part here? You know, but the old always fights. It, it always does. Fights doesn't it? It always wants to, no, no, we can't change. We can't change, you know, and then boom, something happens and we go to this higher level. You know. Well, I, I kind of uh, equate it to like getting an update on our computers or our phones Yeah. or getting even a new phone, you know, like, um, you know, if I go from Android to Android, there's going to be something that's changing in it. Right. Yeah. And, um, and so with that, that, that what are we going to do? But all we have to do is kind of negotiate the new. And that's that part of receiving that if we can receive what the universe is trying to show us, you know, we can really find a, a way to negotiate this understanding and, you know, try to give grace to ourselves, try to give understanding to ourselves that this is going to be a new and time is going to move faster because time is not time anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. time is going to be shifting. But if we receive the understanding that like I had a, a client last night that was rushing to get here and got discombobulated. Right. But I said, what would have happened if you would have just took a breath, figured out where you were, breathe about it, get into the universal timing. You will, you know, we would have worked it out because I was running right up to that time with another client that was on zoom. Right. So her two minutes later would have been in sync with what I was doing. Not to say that we need to be late to work. I'm not saying that, right. but, I'm, but I'm saying though, that, but finding the synchronicity, we can really find the balance of that. Just like today, I was ready to go to work at eight 25. I don't have to be there till, till, you know, 8:45 but I left and then on the way there I or uh, when I got there there was an email saying that the the lunch, the breakfast was going to start at 8:30 with the christmas exchange yeah oh, yeah so with that that but I was willing to receive that I was ready and I needed to get out the door even though I was really not wanting to leave the home right but yet I was really I was willing to negotiate what the universe was trying to give me, which was the information that I needed to be a little bit earlier. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Even though I didn't know it. So if we can give anything in this conversation we are having today, that it is about finding the rhythm in the story of where we're at, finding the, the grace where you can and, you know, finding the, the love for self to receive love for yourself. 
how many of us do not love ourselves? Right? Mm -hmm. How many of us don't find that, receive that love for from other people because they think it's tainted? Mm -hmm. So it, it's time to really like look into how are we giving and receiving in our lives? It's not always good and it's not always bad, but it's something that, but it's about that opening up to, oh yeah, I've been hearing that message over and over again, haven't I? Boing, time to think about it. Oh, that person doesn't want me to keep doing that for them. Bing, they're not wanting to receive what I was trying to give them because it wasn't, it, it, was, it wasn't what they were looking for for their own life. It was what we wanted to give on them. Mm -hmm. Kind of like you and that that dog, right? You really wanted to give that big dog to an adult, right? Yeah. But maybe that dog was meant to go to someone else and your aunt was the middle person. Right. Yeah. I can see that as an adult. <laughs> you can see that as an adult, but as a kid, yeah, I can we, see all, we all have this inner child in us that's struggling. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, it's funny when you say this this inner child, but I'm, there's this other thing about time and space that my client experienced uh, yesterday. Um, she had um, uh, abuse as a, as a five-year-old is when, when it kind of starts, she had a damaged young child in herself. Anyway, uh, in this session, she goes to a past life. She's a man in that past life. Um, and the man ends up um, uh, in the death scene that she sees uh, she, he drinks himself to death. He's just alone, has nobody in his life. And he just, because of drinking, he finds himself on the floor of his apartment and just died, you know? And so it was very sad, you know, that way. And she was seeing herself as a man in that life who had these alcohol problems. And it was, it really affected her, you know, when she's in trance there, her, her, this whole area in here, she's just, it started getting to her. So, um, it was the session was just a past life regression. Okay, so normally we would end it here But because she was having all this stuff here. I didn't want to bring her out of trance when she's having all this this um, re Ab reaction in a way to seeing that death mm -hmm. So um, I had her turn around. And I says well now look in that lifetime You had a guide or an angel that was somebody that was there to lead you home and I said, okay now Let's look and see and she looked around there was her guide. So we talked to the guide and said look She's coming back to go to heaven in the next session or in whatever at some point. But in this life, she just passed away. She's feeling all the stuff. And I asked for permission for her to go to a place of rejuvenation. And the guide said, OK. So all of a sudden, she finds herself at this well that has this water that she was there to sip and to feel it going into her and to feel it healing her. Well, then I happened to think, I said, is it possible to have her five-year-old self join us? And the guides. Mm. Yeah. So here at this well of healing was her herself at five years old was there next to her where she could hold her and help her sip some of the water to heal her from the abuse she was about to suffer there. And here was this next to her on the other side was this man who she was in another lifetime. So just imagine they're all at this well looking at each other. The the man who you know is looking and saying, "Wow, I'm going to be you in the future," and she's saying, "Yeah, you. This is me in the past, and this is the five year old part of myself in this lifetime too." It was like so cool in a way. So I watched as her she started breathing easier, 
And she spent about 20 minutes in that state. And then she says, okay, I'm done. And she talked about the five-year-old, how she helped her sip some water and held her and talked to her, you know, her younger self. But this thing about no time and space and everything happening all at once, that makes it possible. Yep. That's why in my healing work, I, I really go in and I say things like in, in any dimension, forward, back, and the now. Yeah. Because of the fact that we're living in, you know, we have some past lives that we remember that are actually not happening yet or in our human body knowing not yeah. happened yet. It, it's all linear and it's like it, it, it can blow your mind. <laughs> but at the same time, this is the yeah. world I've lived in. Yeah. This is the world I understand. This is the world that I'm like, finally, the, the world is starting to get to what I know. Yeah. Just like when when I have time loops that, that miss, I just kind of go, well, okay. Where people go, how did that happen? You know, like me talking about how I was doing a session last night and I was doing, um, you know, she was sitting and we were doing some work and I was channeling for her during that time. And then when I got done channeling, her book was back over here that was in front of her. Yeah. And how did it get over here when it was there when we started? Yeah. Right. And mm -hmm. I just went, well, something shifted. Something. Mm -hmm. And that was the result of that something shifting. Yeah. And, you know, it, and it's really time in this, this um, solstice and this, um, this Mercury and retrograde, it's really time to really think about our re's, you know, re-understanding what our childhood was just like that re-understanding what that scenario was with the dog. Right. And how do we negotiate the world that we're in around this? story yeah. because we're miracles in the work and it's about how do we believe that we're the miracle and that means holding love for each other for ourselves right and uh patty would always uh, my significant other here she's always so uh motivates me so much and she says she says accept what shows up you know because so many times something will show up and we'll go oh i'm i'm too afraid to do that or that's not me well, it showed up for a reason, you know, in a lot of times. And I think if, if everybody just said yes to what shows up, uh, I think they have a better chance of having a better life, you know. Or yes, let me think about it first, though. Yeah. It's well, okay to say yes, but let me think about it for a minute. Just like my husband keeps throwing around, he wants to move. And I'm like going, mm, but I'm hearing movement, movement. If I say no to move. I'm saying no to movement. Yeah. Okay. I'm loving the idea of moving when it's in a better time for us. But I've also told my husband, I will not move when we're in lack, in less than, like him mentioning the words, well, we're not going to be able to afford this house. Who's to say we're not going to be able to afford this house? Right. That's, that's limitation. I'm not living in limitation anymore. Mm -hmm. I want to move. I I'm offering the universe to help us move when it's not this, our home anymore. And there's a better home for us. Yeah. Right. So there again is I'm willing hey, move. I love this house. No, I don't want to move. Yeah. 
The thing is, though, I had to stop and think about it. Receive the message. Movement. Say yes to movement in the right timing, the right knowing, the right ability. So be careful about what we're saying no to. Say yes. Let me think about it. (laughs) (laughs) Let me process it. But don't process it for too long, right? Don't process for too long. So, Regan, we're at that time. I know anybody uh, listening now or in the future, if you, uh, you know, we have this process now where everybody has the ability of peers because uh, in a life between life session, about 80% of people are successful in the very first time. It's spending a couple hours in the afterlife, seeing relatives that have passed on, talking to the higher selves of people that are alive in your life now, uh, going before council and you have questions you prepare that they'll answer questions about your life and your loved life, your financial situation, your, but mostly about what your mission is and what you should be doing with your life uh, to add love to this world. Um, anyway, visit the afterlife. I have a new website. I just checked it out. Just was just came up uh, now, but there's some of the buttons that aren't working right. So I'm going to go in later after I go out to eat and come back. I'm going to go back in there and make some some changes. But it's uh, it's because uh, it, Natasha, you recently upgraded yours. Whole yep. site. And that motivated me to start thinking about, okay, even though my website was okay, that's me uh, six years ago. And things yes. are changing so fast. Uh, so I um, I think it's nicer now. It's a little more with the times. It's a little more modern of a website. But anyway, there's some great videos on there. You can actually see a young lady going through this process where she goes to, through a past life to the afterlife uh, on there. And um, uh, on the section of past life regression, uh, you can see there's four or five videos up there that are pretty cool. So uh, anyway, uh, and I'm giving away a free book. If you just go to my contact page and ask uh, for the free uh, Reincarnation is Real book. Uh, it's my latest book, and it's all about the current research being done. Mm-hmm. And I'd be happy to send anybody who comes there a free ebook version. And, yeah. Uh, oh, that would be great, Soba. Yeah, yeah, and but you know, and, and then she says her English, and so um, you'll be fine. You'll be perfectly fine, and you're in good hands. And well, and I, go ahead, Regan. If you go, uh, we have therapists, and we have eight different languages that we have therapists that on. If you go to the newtoninstitute.org and look for therapists on there, um, uh, you'll be able to find one maybe that's from your country that you're from or for other language. And they can do Zoom or something even for you. Uh, however, I have had a number of clients that have uh, not spoken, you know, they're not, English isn't their first language. And for some reason in the sessions, it doesn't seem to be a problem. There just yeah. seems to be something shifts and it just kind of works out. So that, that the, the universe will give, I because that's one thing that I always ask for when I'm working with someone is let the angels be interpreting for us. Even if it's English to English, because we all have different perceptions and perspectives and belief also, systems. Also, Soba, um, Journey of Souls. That's a book that's sold about a million copies, and it's in, I think, eight or eight languages. Uh, and Journey of Souls. If you look that up um, and put Journey of Souls and whatever your language is and see if it comes up. Um, and uh, that tells, it, there's case histories in that. It's all about how this whole thing started. And when you read that, if something resonates in you and you feel like, ah, oh, I got to do this, 
I just feel it, you know, then, uh, you know, give me a call or go to the Newton Institute. But that's a good way to start just to read that book. So anyway, and thank you, Soba, for very much for all your conversation today. Yeah, it was a blessing to have you. And and anybody else who's been watching who um, is not um, commenting, thank you. And please, if somebody, if you know someone who, who can receive this message, um, uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, she's saying thank you both. Um, I'm grateful. I'm so grateful for you too. That um, you know, if you know somebody who can use this message, message, please share this. Um, and subscribe and, and like, and, 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 you know, and, um, do the thumbs up and cause I, you know, this is the, the idea of this show is, is I want to bring in perceptions and perspectives to enlighten people, to help us all be better humans. And our story is not done yet, but how can we shift it up and change it and, and enlighten it and, and come down to how do we love ourselves? How do we love the world around us? How do we um, find compassion when compassion is a struggle? Right? Um, so that's how we do it, is we just keep going forward and getting um, inspiration from other people's perceptions and perspectives who hold that energy of love and uh, and care. Um, so thank you everyone for watching. You're at angelicclarifications.com, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And, and, comma, there's too long, but even if they type in Natasha Venter. Yes, Natasha Venter. And, and most of my platforms are Natasha Venter AC. So if you want to um, reach me, but it, you know, Natasha Venter, you can get me. So I am, again, a medium, intuitive, um, personal awareness life coach of um, multi-life intuitive I see energies, I negotiate it. And I know like Soba, when I had an appointment with you, it was right after the show that I was on um, the next level soul. And so I had a lot of clients coming in kind of like you with coast to coast. And, and then I had coast to coast right after that. And so yeah. I didn't do all my sessions to the de depth that I really wanted to. And an hour session isn't really long enough to go in and really get deep. That's where I like the four bundle sessions and stuff like that, because I can get in deeper with someone. I can go in and do more of this cross dimensional work that Regan's been talking about. And it's here to heal us. And we, Regan and I are not the healers. You are the healer. We give the platform and the opportunity for the healing to happen. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to say that you're not a healer, Regan, you, you know, but, but, it, but I understand that knowing you, that it's all about the person who's on the, who's doing the work, right? Yeah. I'm a facilitator. You're you know, a facilitator. Mm -hmm. To, to get to where they uh, need to go. So. Exactly. Exactly. So with that live Wednesdays at, um, at four o'clock Pacific time here on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram is going to be a little bit, um, I heard I can start doing that, but it's going to be a little bit of a tricky thing. Um, and not cancel card, delete that. It's going to be smooth. I don't, haven't practiced yet to do it enough. <laughs> See how I caught myself. That's what we need to do is catch ourselves. Right. And I'm uh, 17th of January. I'll be back on. And the 17th of January, you'll be back on. Hallelujah. So we'll be able to, and that's going to be um, around the Chinese New Year of the dragon. The dragon is coming in this next year. And oh my gosh, what a blessing for the dragons to be a part of our power this next year. It's, it's going to be amazing. And 
Um, so next week, the fourth or the next Wednesday will be the um, right after the holidays in between Christmas and New Year's and or whatever you choose to to honor. It, um, mine is Christmas. So that's the first word that comes out of my mouth that I'm going to be talking about this New Year's energy and really getting down into the story of that. And I would um, I hope that it kind of it's about this giving and receiving. So we touched on it today. Yeah. But it's a lot about it. So, uh, and I hope my two minute videos help you out. Uh, so, I do um, two minute videos on um, Every Day with an Angel podcast shorts to support you in this journey of life. So, blessings to you on the journey. And um, thank you, Veronica. You said I'll be watching. So, you're always the support and love that you are. Um, may blessings be with everyone. And remember that whatever you choose to believe in, um, that please honor yourself. That's one gift that you can give yourself is to honor yourself and believe that, that things can be healing, but it takes us to support that story. Right. Um, thank you, Sue. Hi, Sue. It takes us to support that story. Like if, um, like I, I had my newsletter that my husband and I were having a conversation that was not going well. And I walked away, I came back and I said, honey, I love you. Can we push the reset button, please? Good. <laughs> yeah, I've, we've practiced it many times, but I said that we're, we're having a conversation and this is not going to lead us. It's leading us down a rabbit hole and I don't want to go down it. And so be willing to be a little bit vulnerable in authenticness to create peace, to create betterness, to create love. Right. Blessings to everyone. Yeah, so Regan yeah. Forston is at um, Visit the Afterlife, and yeah. I'm at AngelicClarifications.com. Blessings yeah. all. Bye now. See you Happy next Happy holidays. Bye.